Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. That's something that we love to do here on the Northland Sports page. Just hope everybody just has a good time. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, one hour is done, a second hour is upon us. And our next guest, Dave, we've had these guys on the show before, and there's a reason we introed with Party Rock Anthem, because the energy they bring, every segment with them, has nope. felt like a party before. Yes, it always it always has, Brian. It always felt the energy was brought, as we say. I was going to say, the energy level on the show is about to increase significantly, we think, although maybe they're a little bit wiped, because I believe at Destination Fitness, they may have had some free classes this morning, but... We're going to talk about that with Julia Mike Hendrickson in just a moment because we opened the show, Dave, talking about New Year's resolutions. We related them to sports, but I would think on the personal level for most people near the top or at the top is losing some weight, getting in better shape, et cetera. We all say it. How many of us do it? For how long are we able to maintain it? We'll talk about hopefully making that a little bit easier. Yeah, the experts are right around the corner, that's for sure, because that's one of the hardest things to do. It's easy to make them. It's hard to keep them. I was going to say, the experts certainly aren't us, so we will no. go to those experts. Julia Mike Hendrickson of Destination Fitness. Good morning, guys. Good morning. That, that's so much pressure. I know, but you brought it right away. Right. I was say. Even just by saying that, I think your energy level just increased for us, so you know, you're just living up to the hype already. We appreciate it. <laughs> Oh, thanks for having us on the show today. This will be a lot of fun. Always is with you guys. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I think I ran across it on social media. You guys have already had a busy morning. Were there free classes this morning? Yeah, there were uh, three free classes. We uh, opened it up to anybody, because like you guys said, a lot of people want some sort of New Year's resolution. They want to get in shape. How do you do that? And so we just opened it up. We do three different we did three different types of classes. We did a boot camp this morning, um, which is both cardio and strength. And then we did mainly just a strength class. And um, after that one, we kind of did a, a stretching class. So um, we kind of incorporate something for, for everybody. Absolutely. Now, we've had you on the show before, and we've had you do this weekend before with good reason, with the New Year's resolution type topic. But, Julie, if I remember right, on a previous show, you said – Destination Fitness isn't necessarily a January gym. Are you expecting this January to be any different? Are, are people's habits changing? So we, I still hold true to that. We are not a January gym. But with that said, I do think that we are still digging out from COVID, um, it, which seems like it was a long time ago. Right. Uh, but more and more people are just getting out out for whatever reason they were still back so are we going to have a great january yes uh are we like a typical gym in january where it just goes gangbusters no we we have just a great group of people that kind of stick it out all year round usually i think that makes a lot of sense you talked about people getting out what kind of role has mother nature played because let's be honest guys december in the duluth areas look more like april in the duluth area and i know that's not great news for snow enthusiasts whether it be, you know, skiers or, you know, some businesses thrive on winter weather and we're just not having it. But are you seeing energy and enthusiasm pick up? Because it's it's easier to pry yourself out of the house when there's not, you know, 10 feet of snow on the ground. 
Yeah. Uh, with that said, we walked out into our parking lot and almost fell over this morning. It was I'm slippery. Sure you noticed no doubt. I did. On your way in. I did. Um, I think I think our crew is hardy either way. And to prove that point, I think only one person did not show up today. Yeah. Of all the people that signed up, which we had 60, 70, 80 participants, uh, everybody except for one showed up. And that was a lot of ice on the road. So... Our, our crew is pretty is pretty hearty either way, um, and we bring the energy no matter what the weather is, Brian. I'm not shocked by that at all because you bring Come the on. energy no matter what segment, time, right. date you guys have on the radio. So that, that goes without saying. Talk to me a little bit because, Mike, you said you did a little something for everybody this morning. Talk to me a little bit about degrees of difficulty because there's got to be people out there listening that are into fitness and have their feet wet in that department already and maybe want to just up their game a little. And there are some people that – probably haven't been off the couch for the bulk of 2023. You guys cater to just about everybody in that sense too, right? Yeah, that's a real, real challenge. You know, um, we have people that come to class that are in their 20s, and we have people that come to class that are in their 70s. And so how do you make something challenging and um, fun and yet still get a, a good workout in for that entire age difference as well as, like just uh, what what people want, their ability, and 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 how do you match each ability um, to the amount of difficulty that they want to have or, or challenge that they want to do in each class? And so, um, you know, and that's what today was. Even though we were in boot camp, we had you know twenty year olds and seventy year olds. It's, it's all challenging and fun for for each individual, and it kind of depends on on what you're looking for. Um, so the class end of that is, is really, it's fun for us to kind of, um, see what people want and need and, and what their goals are for, for the upcoming year. And so, uh, as we change that into personal training, then we can kind of dive into that, um, and really attack that certain individual's goals and needs. That is good to hear Dave, because I'm in my forties, you're in your fifties. And right now we both move like we're in our seventies, so they could help us out as well. Yeah, Go ahead. 100%. That was, that was going to be my question, Brian. So coming off this knee uh, injury uh, and, re- and uh, not replacement, but the meniscus replacement. Surgical repair. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. So when somebody comes in and they are, you know, maybe past the physical therapy, um, you know, the, the by doctor stuff, do you have programs that can help somebody maybe just getting back into it from an injury or maybe, maybe not something so serious, but, but an injury that they're trying to take care of. Yeah, I, I think um, that's a, that's a really, really intriguing um, group of people. The ones that are, have done some physical therapy and they've kind of graduated from that, but uh, aren't quite to a hundred percent to what they used to do before they went in for that surgery or, or, um, whatever they had had done, and so um, we're able to strengthen that joint as much as possible, and and get the muscles surrounding that joint as strong as they can be. And that's something that would be a little bit more on the the personal training end. But uh, like if you were in a class, and and like we know a lot of our our individuals, our clients that come in for for classes as well, we can say, hey, I know that you've had this, so why don't we try uh, and and switch it up a little bit different. Yeah, maybe you, you don't get to jump it. today. Yeah. You're not jumping for <laughs> right. like another month. So what can you do? The question is, should that person still, you know, come to a class? Sure. We, yeah. we can give you something else to do. 
You know, it's very individual. So even you just having that surgery, like you having it versus me having it versus my son having it versus like, it's all, that's such a, that's such an individual question. See, Brian, here's why I need, here's why I need to go because you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of this Walker, but you do get Walker muscles. And Dana said, you know, you need to maintain the Walker muscles. So this is something that I'd have to do as well. I was going to say, there's a reason why my biceps and triceps don't match the rest of my body. Dips, dips, dips. No question about it. All right, guys, I want to get down to kind of a nitty gritty type question because we're talking about New Year's resolutions and how they relate to fitness and everybody's got them. And by the way, if you're just tuning in, first of all, where were you? Second of all, we're talking with Julia Mike Hendrickson of Destination (laughs) Fitness. But let's talk a little bit about the resolutionists, if you will, when it comes to fitness, because there are people that have been dedicated to this for a while and they're bracing themselves for things to be a lot more crowded for two weeks. And then those that made the resolution are going to go, oh, about that. I'm, I'm not as cut out for that as I thought. So my question is this. What is, in your opinion, the secret to sustainability? Because everybody's going to be gung-ho from January 1 to January 15th. And how do we get past that and stay with this? I think that's a kind of a twofold question. Number one, uh, there are New Year's resolution people that start uh, January or February or March or April. I mean, people make that decision all throughout the year. It's just that you can't identify them in June. That's a good point. A year is okay. 12 months. Go ahead, Jules. But you know what I mean? What I'm saying is like a lot of people it, say it's June and they go, oh my gosh, I've got a wedding this summer. I need to drop weight. You True. just don't know who those, those people are. They still might only make it two weeks in the gym. They just don't get bashed for it. True. <laughs> um, and here's the other thing. I, we give We give New Year's resolution people such a hard time. We should not. Um, It's the perfect time because we just sat down for the last six weeks and ate and got out of shape. We're a solid (laughs) 10 pounds heavier than we were two months ago. Amen. Um, And now it's going to be January 1st. There's no parties planned. We are fat. We feel awful. Oh, look, this gym is offering all these challenges and all these these deals to start like of course they're gonna do be a new year's resolution person like it just makes sense um so i'm there's i have some grace in that of of course you're gonna start then um as far as sticking it out number one um you really need to find a program that's going to work for you and think long term you have to have a long-term mentality like it, it just needs to be a lifestyle thing um and then also having someone for accountability most people need accountability, um, whether that's a buddy, whether that's a trainer. I don't think spouses make a great accountability partners. <laughs> I concur. I oh, wait. <laughs> I don't know if that's a great thing. Most people don't listen to their significant others. You need to find a friend and say, hey, look, am I picking you up? Are you picking me up? Uh, when are we meeting? Like, uh, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow at 645 or whatever that time is and and. I think that that the groups of people that that really really make it have somebody else holding them accountable. Um, so I think that's a, a huge key. Yeah. So I say that that's, even if it's just two things, if you could pick two things, number one, you got to. This is like a year, at least a year commitment, like a lifestyle change, and find someone to do it with or that can hold you accountable for it. I personally don't need that. I'm obviously quite self motivated, but most people aren't. That's just the truth. No, that's so, very well said. I've, I've been learning things from Julie since I think 1993 or four. So it <laughs> continues today without question. Mike, you said something that kind of sprung my mind into another question. Cause you said, you know, am I picking you up or are you picking me up and I'll see you at 645. 
does time of day make a difference? Because when I look at you guys, and I've known you guys for a lot of years, if I send you a text message, not so hypothetically, to be on this show, and I send it at 10 o'clock p.m., I'm not going to hear back till morning, but I'm going to hear back at 5 a.m. Yep. Is it is it early risers have a better shot at this, or is it just you got to cater to your own schedule? I think you really do need to cater to your own schedule. Now, for me personally, I... I like working out in the morning better, but um, we have a number of people that do prefer to do something after work. They're not morning people at all. So for them to do something uh, a little bit later in the day, that's whatever is a great time for you and before you get home, because once people get home, they typically don't go back out again. That's a great point. Especially this time of year. So, um you know, it's dark out and you get home and you're, you're pretty much done for the night. So if you can do it before you get home, I would say that would be the, the biggest uh, time to do it. But as far as the time of the day, it, it doesn't really matter. That's up to the individual um, and, and what works out in your schedule. We, I had this conversation with somebody the other day, actually, and uh, we kind of came to the consensus that, the nice part about the morning is crap hasn't hit the fan yet. If you plan a 5.30, 6.30, 7.30 p.m. workout, all the stuff that happens throughout the day can influence right. and push you, you back. You can't say you've had a bad uh, day yet if you do it in the morning. <laughs> That's right. it. And you don't even know if you're sick yet. You know, like, as far as being, like, when you wake up, you're like, um, I don't know if I'm sick. I'm going to go to the gym. And then afterwards, you're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> right. But, like, you got, I got my workout in, so I'm good. No, that's very well said. Once again, we're talking with Mike and Julie Hendrickson of Destination Fitness, and I've been very fortunate to be friends with you guys a very long time. So I'm going to ask you a question that I think is good for everybody, but it's it's a little bit personal too, and I can probably hear Julie rolling her eyes going, this is Brian trying to make an excuse for himself, and I'm tired of it. But I have to ask you this, because Julie, you mentioned the term having some grace with people for different situations. So I have tried to get on you know, weight loss programs, workout programs, what have you, and I've stuck with some and I've failed at some. And, you know, what you see is what you get when that happens. So what about something like this where, you know, diet and exercise are linked and people go gangbusters for six days in a week. And then on that proverbial seventh day, you know, I'll use football as an example. Somebody says, hey, let's go watch the game and have a beer. Well, I want to do that, but I don't want that to ruin everything I did the days prior. What kind of grace is OK to give yourself in that sense? So it depends on your goals. If your goal is to be healthy and fit, who cares about that seventh day? You can still be healthy and fit. If your goal is weight loss, that seventh day can completely negate your other six days. This is my life, Dave. This is my life right there. Go ahead. It really can. Now, once again, that doesn't mean you can't be healthy and fit. It just means you might not lose weight. Uh, when it, uh, this is a this is a cycle we see in the gym, okay? So someone comes in and we say, hey, we help with diet and fitness. And they're like, ah, that's okay. I got the diet thing figured out. I just want you to help me work out. Okay. So we start working out with them. A couple months later, they're like, hey, I feel so much better. I feel healthy. I feel fit. You know, like I'm getting stronger. and But I haven't lost any weight. They're like, yeah, okay. That's not surprised. Um, and they're like, but I'm eating pretty good. I'm like, uh, I'm eating great. And I was like, well, did you stop gaining weight? And they're like, yeah, I stopped gaining weight. I so you're maintaining. Weight. Yeah. Yeah. So that is classic. So usually when people feel like they've cleaned up their diet a little bit, they started working out, that's usually a good level of maintenance. It's just what we see. Uh, if you actually want weight loss 
it takes another level of dedication in the diet department generally, which brings us to the 10 pound challenge. I know you were going to go there. Did you like my transition? Though? I was. Thank you for the segue. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, we, this weekend are kicking off our 10 pound challenge. We do it three or four times a year and it sounds super cliche, but um, you kind of have to have a, a cheesy tag, you know, to get people interested. Uh, so it's, I'm teaching people how to lose 10 pounds in 10 weeks. I think losing one pound a week is like a super legit, uh, safe way to lose weight. And, um, it is, it also is, I don't just be like, I'm not just like, okay, go eat bananas for 10 weeks. Like I want people to also be healthy. Right. It's just a, it's a nice, healthy way to eat and incorporate lots of foods and also realize that it is, it is, nobody wants to hear it about energy in and energy out. And how do we calculate that? That is beautiful. I'm going to wrap this up because I know you guys did some client shuffling to make this happen. So I appreciate it. But I just want to give people kind of the journalism 101 and I'll have you guys do it for me. We've talked a lot about what you offer. Destination Fitness is the spot. Where can they find out more? Where do they have to go to be part of this? Wrap it up by the who, what, when, where, why for us. And thank you again. Yeah. So we are Mike and Julie Hendrickson at Destination Fitness. Our physical location is 4966 Rice Lake Road. Uh, you can find all about us on our uh, website at destinationfitnessmn.com or Google search us. All right. Well, this was perfect once again. I love you both very much. This was a blast. I told you the energy would be up. It's always hard to say goodbye to you both. So, Julie, I'll just say this. Yeah. And thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. All Thanks right. For having us on, guys. <laughs> that is Julie and Mike Hendrickson. That is just fun. Yeah. Now, they have been Duluth East athletic parents for several years, and in Julie's case, a Duluth East athlete back when I was there as well. To get to see them as often as I do, that's not fake. That's not business them. That's how they are. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic when you meet somebody that can bring juice like that all the time. They are outstanding. Make your 2024 outstanding. Get involved with them if you'd like to. I'll buy what they're selling. We're going to play buy or sell next. Stick around. We'll be right back. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We know a good buy when we see one. We're going to play buy or sell in just a moment. But as I said, going to the break, we'll buy what most are selling, most notably our sponsors, Dave Cook. Absolutely. Let's start with Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing. Sammy's Pizza, the Blackwoods Group, including locations on London Road, in Proctor, in Two Harbors, Blackwater Downtown, and Tavern on the Hill, Avenue 45, the Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Comfort Systems, Mike Regan at Christensen Group Insurance, Arola Architecture Studio, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, and Krauss Heating and Cooling, your carrier carrier in northeastern Minnesota, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer. Again, so grateful for all of our sponsors. I got to buy or sell is up for grabs. If somebody wanted to slap their name on that as the official sponsor of this segment, or maybe we grab an additional one because 
we get some pretty fun reviews of this particular segment each week. Yeah, people seem to like it. Um, it's real difficult because you hand out all these questions that I have to remember that it's not the wild, it's the NHL, and there's all kinds of stuff going on. Right, so Dave is somewhat foreshadowing the format. I'll dumb it down, if you will, Please. for you. So here's how the game works. We're going to play buy or sell. I'm going to give a statement of each of the four major sports leagues, NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB. And what I'm going to do is make that statement. And if you agree with it, you say buy and you tell me why. And if you disagree with it, you say sell and you tell me why. Dave's responsibility that he shudders about each week is to pick the order at which we play and not to name teams, to name the league. <laughs> and then, of course, to give his piping hot takes, which you're pretty good at week in and week out. Yeah, I don't know if they're any good, but but we do them anyway. Right. So that's, let's, that's kind of the theme of this show, though, isn't it? 10 true. to noon every that's Saturday. True. We are the Northland right. Sports page. Let's go with the sport that is currently not in season. Let's go with baseball. All right. So I'm going to warn you that what I tried to do this week is I didn't really localize it at all. There's going to be some talk that's probably going to morph into local, but whether it was intended or not remains to be seen. What I tried to do is pick some of the bigger stories of 2023 in each sport and kind of get your opinion on them. So what we're doing is we're starting with Major League Baseball. All right, so the big story right now is the Hall of Fame vote. Their postmarked is due today in terms of the ballots. So we're going to know in late January when they announce the Hall of Fame class for this year. But as we know, the Internet and technology has changed everything. And if you want to, and in some ways in my world, you can't escape it, you can track votes as they come in. Twitter's full of them right now. Buy or sell that you like that idea. Well, it's like having a baby's name ahead of time. You know, if if you're waiting, is it though? It is kind of because once the if you have the baby's name ahead of time and everybody knows it, when the baby's born, it's just that name, right? If you know that uh, Joe Maurer, for instance, is heading into the Hall of Fame his first time when they announce it, what's what's the big deal, right? Um, you know, when when that happens. So if you like the drama of it. You know, I'd, yeah, I'd prefer not to out, see it. Right? Yeah, right. It doesn't it doesn't do anything for me one way or another. It's kind of nice when some of the big guys who write have national who have national presence talk about their their ballots beforehand, so you can kind of get a feel for direction. Right. But I'd rather find out in January. Otherwise, why wait? Right. Everything you know, you can scan those things right. in as soon you as can, they're done. We'll just yeah, know. You could tell me by Friday. Who's you could in. probably tell you by the uh, ball drop. Yeah, at exactly. Times Square. Yep, yep. Which, by the way, off topic, but does it mortify you that the Vikings are playing a football game on New Year's Eve night? That's most notable event is probably the ball drop and what this team has been guilty <laughs> of all year long. Very nice. Been dropping the ball together. at all costs. Yep, very nice. All right, so that's a different concern altogether. So I'm going to buy that I don't like that we're seeing the tracker and the votes as they go. I didn't necessarily make the gender reveal or baby name analogy like you did, but I did make it kind of akin to the presidential election. It's not like they wait until everybody's in, then they tell you everything. You get state-by-state right. state results as polls close. So I get that. Here's what I don't like. Social media has ruined a lot of things. The Hall of Fame vote's one of them. Because what we're seeing now, and I'm glad it didn't exist, say, back when Kirby Puckett got in. Because Kirby Puckett is my favorite player in the history of baseball. And, of course, I wanted him to get in. Glad he did. Whatever. Even more than Pie Trainer? But, yes. But okay. if I if I saw a ballot that had votes on it and Kirby wasn't one of them... I don't think, heavy on the think, that I would quote tweet that person on Twitter and chastise their ability to have a vote and basically say that they know nothing about the sport. That is what I'm tired of seeing 
most notably up here when it comes to Joe Maurer. Now, Joe Maurer's probably going to get in, probably on the first ballot, which surprises me a little, but I get the idea why. He's ahead of the curve right now. His percentage is in the 80s. You and I don't agree wow. with that. You and I don't agree with that. But I understand the argument. He did things as a catcher that nobody did. He wasn't one of the best in the game at his position. There was an era where he was the best. But there was also an era for 40% of his career where he averaged 285, 8, and 55, and an OPS of like 760. That's pretty good if you're a role-playing 7 or 8 spot hitting infielder. He wasn't. So if you vote for Maurer, great. If you don't, okay. I think the fact that people are calling somebody a clown because they don't vote for their favorite player on the regular is ludicrous because to say there's no debate is wrong, except for maybe Adrian Beltre. But don't forget, there was one guy who didn't vote for Griffey either. Right. No, I I agree with you. The problem is is that's what Twitter was made for. Right. Social so, media is a cesspool. If you right. want to know, and, and that one in particular to take shots at people, that's that's the that's right. the one. So I'm going to try to put blinders on and just turn my TV on in late January and hopefully be surprised. Joe Maurer's getting in. When I don't know. I'm fine with him getting in. He had a great career. It had peaks and valleys. Harold Baines changed everything. Yep. But there's one particular person on Twitter, and if if you're on there, you probably know who I'm talking about who just screenshots every vote that isn't for Joe and just chastises that person. And come on. That's that's somebody who has too much time on their hands, Brian. Correct. Yeah. Correct. All right. Let's move along. Because we don't have too much time on our hands. Yeah. Let's let's go. Let's go with the let's go with the NFL. You see, I caught myself. All right. So the NFL, speaking of people complaining on social media, if I see one more person whine about the attention that the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey relationship gets, I'm going to be more upset about the whining about it. Than I am about the attention it gets. Yeah. Buy or sell that the T Swift T Kelsey drama bothers you? Ah, I think I that stuff doesn't really bug me. I mean, at, at, I mean, yeah, you get tired of seeing it, but frankly, it's good for both. Like Taylor Swift has, I mean, nobody shouldn't say nobody, but there's a good group of NFL fans who don't know who Taylor Swift is because right. that's not their genre, right? right? And they're getting introduced to her. Right. And there's a lot of Taylor Swift fans who have no idea about the NFL. They're getting introduced to that. I, I think it's funny when, I think it's so funny might be the better word. Because I think it's funny when she's at a new stadium. Did, did, when she was in Green Bay, it was like, Taylor Swift comes to right. Wisconsin. And it's they like, rubbed it on. in our face that she didn't come to U.S. <laughs> Bank. Really? So, yes. No, I, I don't think it's bad for the NFL. I don't think it is either. First of all, I like Taylor Swift. I like her music. I definitely think she's an icon iconic personality try to say icon or iconic and i basically went emphasis on wrong syllable with both but she's iconic for a generation younger than you and i and that's great but i'll also tell you this a word that we got very familiar with during covid was unprecedented this isn't no jessica simpson was a bigger deal with tony romo than tony romo's play on the field was we've been there done this before because dennis rodman and carmen electra and or madonna and or girl du jour with rodman that was a thing too this isn't the first time that we've seen this. She's just the biggest. Right. And I'll tell you this much. If I'm the Chiefs, I'm probably thrilled that this is getting as much attention yep. as it is because it's taking attention off the fact that you haven't been very good in about a month. Right. The now, NFL, if you want to think NFL she's the reason why, that's different. Yeah. And it's not like Travis Kelsey is a backup center. Right. Right. You know, if this is Schlutman for the... For Even if the, it's Jason Kelsey, it's not getting as much. Yeah. If he's the number one center, it's not, right. you know... So I, th- I just think it's good for everybody. I do think it's a little funny, but it's good for everybody. I just think it's funny because there are no shortage of things for people to complain about. That's the year we've had in 2023 and probably several before and unfortunately probably several after. 
But that's one of the things that I see the complaints and I go, really? Yeah, that's How, what you're worrying about. Like I talked about the state flag last week. How good is your life that Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey is what really bothers you today? This is the hill I'm prepared to die on. It's the opposite quote of Varsity Blues. I want your life. The um, All right, so let's go to the NHL, please, Brian. All right, so the NHL. We talked about at length in previous shows that the expansion rules have changed. Seattle, Vegas have added much better than Minnesota, Columbus, etc. The Winter Classic this year features Seattle and Vegas. So again, on the list of things that bother people that I go, buy, buy or sell that the NHL is catering too hard to its newest teams. Okay, so I'm not totally You're having fun today, aren't you? You're loving that. this. I, it, it, no, here's the thing. Vegas learned how to do this right. Like they Vegasized their football or their hockey team, excuse me. And so they did things right. But yes, the Vegas love just makes me sick. Um, and I, the Kraken are just, they're fine. Who cares? So to have this as the winter classic when the Wild went 20 years trying to get it, that's the part that bugs me about it. But the problem is, where are those two going to play outside? Right? Yeah. I'll meet you in Reno, and they can play between. I, I just it doesn't do anything for me, and I dislike Vegas. So there you go. Right with this proverbial winter classic, I hope they play the music and they play Sandstorm because between those two teams, that's yeah. that's what you've got the better shot at. Or maybe I love the rainy nights, little Eddie Rabbit for Seattle. So I don't know if they're catering too hard to their newest teams. It's fine, but it doesn't fit winter you could call it the new year classic although you could play it here and it doesn't necessarily fit winter this year that's true it's been a bit of an anomaly i don't know if they're catering too hard to the newest teams they're catering hard to two teams that have been fairly good and that makes sense they're they are catering hard to vegas like they just have since the beginning i don't seattle is always going to be the columbus blue jackets right right to to the to the wild uh, Vegas is that to to Seattle. They're least, always going to be the big brother. At least they didn't come in the same year. Right. That's the different piece. Vegas will always be the big brother to Seattle in the NHL. Right. I don't mind it so much because every time I hear or see anything Vegas related, I did it last night watching Vegas Vacation on TV. I leaned over to Jen. I said, I got to get back there. So I don't mind any I of it. I want to see the sphere, man. That's there on the go. bucket list now. Exactly. We need to do that together. That sphere and Cooperstown. You and I go coast Problem to coast. Is that's, yeah, that's a, it's a long a, trip. Yeah. It's a lot of time off. All right. Let's finish it strong. The NBA. All right, so the NBA. Again, things being talked about that I sit and go, why? I could have changed buy or sell to why today. So the Detroit Pistons have lost a bajillion games in a row. Record-setting type stuff. Buy or sell that anybody outside the Detroit Pistons organization cares one bit. I'm going to sell that. I think there are people that care a lot um, about the NBA and about, I mean, this is the greatest tank job in the world if you if you want to go there. Um, the guy I feel bad for is Cade Cunningham. Like he's legit. Yeah. I don't know how in the world you go about losing this many games unless that's, uh, you know, it's rotten from the, from ownership all the way down. Um, but I, I, so I think there's some, um, tanking, some, some gamesmanship that the NBA needs to look at because there's just, I mean, you have to figure out why why this is happening because they're not competitive and competitive once. And that was the Boston game the other day. So what's going on? I, and so I don't think anybody necessarily cares about the Detroit Pistons, but I think the record raises red flags. Well, I think the other piece, because if I had to buy and, and my initial thought was buy that nobody outside of Detroit cares. And I'll get to that in a moment, but you kind of talked me out of it and I'll sell just barely because I'll tell you who cares now. Whoever's on the Detroit Pistons schedule 
in the next half dozen games. Yeah. They care they because be they next. don't want to be the team that is the victim. I'd be lying to you if I didn't say as a Minnesota sports fan, I didn't look for how far down the list is Minnesota, and it's like mid-January. we got several chances in front of us. But if not for that, I would completely buy that nobody outside the Pistons organization cares because you look at Detroit as a sports market, and the Pistons have a ton of history. Yep. You can pick a version of the bad boys because the Bill Lambeer, Isaiah Thomas, that was a bunch of BAs, but also their next crop of championship-type teams with the Wallaces and Chauncey Billups and Rip Hamilton. Those were great teams. They've fallen off a cliff since then. Yeah, they the have. Detroit Pistons are borderline irrelevant. The Detroit Red Wings aren't a whole lot different. They got a boatload of history. But when you talk about the Detroit Red Wings, you don't talk about a player necessarily that's played in the last two decades. They're not bad, but they're not good. They're just there. Yep. You look at the Tigers, and if not for Miguel Cabrera ton last history, year, but here we and are. again, a ton of history, but you think it's been forever since the Twins won something. It's been longer for a world title for the Detroit Tigers. If not for Cabrera last year, you're not talking about them. And I tell you what, they might be good soon. They've got a young core that's okay. And I'll tell you the other reason that Detroit doesn't even care. The Lions are good now. The Lions are very good. They have a distraction. We say in Minnesota, we want one or two that are good so we can be distracted from the teams that aren't. The Vikings seem to be fascinating to disappointment again. The Wild are playing well, and the Wolves are good. So we don't have to care. I just don't think people do. No, I, I, I guess I agree with that part of it, Brian. And here's the thing. The the We've talked about this before. The opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is Apathy. indifferent. <laughs> and that's where Detroit, the, the Detroit Pistons are going to be is uh, people are going to be apathetic. And you're probably seeing that already in attendance. I'll tell you one thing I care about. You. Aww. Right? With this emotional tune, I just felt like it fit. <laughs> but I do care about this show. I do care about Buy or Sell. And I know we both care about Vincey Glenn. He's waiting around the corner. We do. We care about Vincey. We care about our listeners. This is just... Heartwarming. Right. Absolutely. And we probably haven't said enough about Vikes Packers, so we close with a lot about it from a legendary former Viking. Vincey Glenn is next, and we wrap it up for 2023. We're the Northland Sports Page. Stick around. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. That is the safety dance, which means our favorite safety is lurking around the corner. Vincey Glenn will be with us to close the show once again. It's become very routine in the latter moments of 2023. So that's the best close we could find. Dave, you know, I ended that last segment listing things I cared about. What we really care about a lot, and maybe they should top the list, is our great sponsors. Absolutely. So let's start, Brian. Let's give them a little bit of love. Avenue 45, the Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart Spike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Comfort Systems of Duluth, Mike Regan at Christensen Group Insurance, Arola Architecture Studio, the OG, our original sponsor, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holding, Krauss Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer. Advantage Element Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, and the Blackwoods Group, including their locations on London Road, in Proctor, in Two Harbors, Blackwater Downtown, and Tavern on the Hill. Well, Brian, on the Hill. Absolutely. And again, this is Drawing Lines, courtesy of Aurora Architecture Studio. We love when our sponsors work together. We talked about Hoops Brewing and all their great products. Of course, you can get those at Mount Royal Bottle Shop. 
we can intertwine a lot of those sponsors. That's the fun part. Absolutely. That and that's the, that's a trick to the whole thing. We all make it work together, right? Absolutely. And I'll tell you who's a joy to work with as far as working together goes. That is Mr. Vency Glenn. Again, we talked earlier in the week. And to be honest with you, Dave, the first person to wish me a Merry Christmas, even with a significant time zone difference, back on Monday was Vency Glenn. He beat your wife? Yeah, because I was up first and I checked my phone. Oh, very good. Vency, that's something when you beat the significant other. Right. So Vency was the first to cross the Merry Christmas finish line. Happy holidays. Happy New Year a little bit early. And thanks for being here again. Vency, we have great questions for you, we think, each week. But you told me earlier that you were going to have a question for us. Do you want to start with that? And good morning. Uh, Good morning. And uh, I definitely want to start with it. But, hey, I just do what free safeties do. We always first to the ball. That's right. (laughs) You're you're covering everybody. I love it, man. I love it. (laughs) So here's my question, guys. And I really want you guys to think about this and see it from my perspective. All right, let's say I'm a starting free safety in the NFL, and I got certain skill sets that the guy behind me does not have. But I also know that he can come in, he can run the defense, he can tackle, and he can run to the ball and make plays. That's my backup. Now, let's go to the tight end position. It might not be no Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, but the backup can come in, run the route, block, maybe not to the necessary degree that they were, but still be productive and help the offense and the team. Now, the greatest and the hardest position on the football field is the quarterback. Hands down. We all know that. It's been proven. How, how come in the NFL, when you go from the starting quarterback to the backup, you go from A to Z to rock bottom? I don't understand that. How other guys can have their backups have to be accountable for, but you see teams go through three, four, five backups in a year. How is that? That is just poor play to me. You know what I'm saying? When you're supposed to be the best, you should never have a fall off from A to Z at your highest position. And I think that's the problem where people aren't seeing the effects of football teams is when you hold other people accountable but your backups at the highest position are not doing the things that's capable of helping everybody else win. So you guys help me explain, help me figure out why at the hardest position the drop-off is so tremendous and so notable. Yeah, it's an intriguing question. I think we both have an answer. I'm interested to see if they mirror each other or not because I could see the wheels turning for both of us as we go. And Dave, you were the first to say I got an answer, so I'll let you go first. Yeah, I, I think it's a couple fold. First of all, it seems so that's the Cam Newton issue, right? So Cam Newton is a starter in the NFL, but he's not right now. But it's like they don't want to bring in a starting caliber quarterback to back up your starter because as soon as something goes wrong, it's the Teddy Bridgewater thing. The entire stadium starts to chant for Cam. So I think there's something there. Vincy, I think the greatest problem is college football is running all these gimmicky offenses so you bring in a college football quarterback, you got to reteach him how to play football. Like you have to teach him how to run an offense. And there's you and I have talked about that. There are just guys that have been trained so hard not to read a defense that when they're put into the NFL, they're not brought into the arena league, right? They're put into the NFL right. and they're supposed to learn how to run an offense or read, read a defense off. The, they just can't. And so I think that's the biggest reason they're coming in unprepared. I think that's well said, Vency. My question is this. Do you want to react to him or do you want mine first? Well, I want to react to him first uh, in saying this. How many college quarterbacks 
start more than two, maybe two and a half years. That's 100% true. And, and how many now? I'm just doing one. So then you come into the NFL, the hardest job in the world, and you got a high school education trying to run a, 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 a AT&T business. You see what I'm saying? I do. So it, it doesn't make sense when they say all oh, these quarterbacks run these college pro offenses and all that. Man, they only there for two years. I didn't learn football, really start learning football till year five. The first two years, you're playing off athletic ability, trying to figure things out and find, trying to find your DNA. And then all of a sudden, you find that aha moment, studying film and all these kind of things help your assets and you become a better and all-around complete player. That's year five. These guys are getting paid millions of dollars after the third year, and then they shut it down. Yep. They shut it down because they've made the big money. It took us the year six, seven, not complaining, but it took us year six, seven before we had to show that we could stay on the field and, and make that big money. And I think that has a lot to do with it, why guys don't want to block, why guys don't want to hustle. Once they get paid, man, they shutting it down because there's nothing the league can do. So I think that's a perfect segue because for me, the reason that the backup quarterback doesn't necessarily have the talent that you want it to has everything to do with big money. Now, Dave went the direction of you don't want the starting quarterback looking over his shoulder and the fans chanting for somebody else. I'm not sure that's ever going to change because we've always said the backup quarterback tends to be the most popular guy on the team whenever the team is struggling. But we talked about it earlier in the show where there was an era where the Vikings had Randall Cunningham as a backup to Brad Johnson. They had Jeff George as a backup to Randall Cunningham. You had Gus Farratt behind Tavares Jackson. You had proven quarterbacks in that second spot. But I go to something that you say, Vency, when you say, you know, everybody's concerned about getting theirs, getting their numbers, getting their contract, getting their endorsement, getting this, that, or the other thing. I think proven quarterbacks, whether or not it's true, are of the belief that they should start. So I don't think you can sign somebody worth it that's okay with being a second quarterback. Does that make sense? Yeah, but everybody in the league thinks they, they can start. That's the problem. That's what I mean. That's the, that's, the comp- yeah, that's the competitive nature of it. But stats don't lie. Leadership doesn't lie. You know what I'm saying? When you're in the locker room and you're trying to say this is the guy and everybody knows that, man, he's not that good. Right. You've even said it in meetings. And so now you put him out there and the team struggle and it becomes – Hey, why? But when when all those backups you named going through Minnesota, those teams were competitive because right. they had competitive uh, uh, play at the quarterback position. If you don't have competitive play at the quarterback position, you're going to be like the Denver Broncos since Peyton Manning has left there. But you just don't have nobody. Right. Nobody. I agree with you, but here's here's my problem. I'll use the Cam Newton example because that's where Dave went to. Let's say that the Vikings said – Hey, Cam, we'd like you to come in. Let's let's rewind to the beginning of this year. I would hey, like that. Cam, we'd like you to come in and be QB2 to Kirk Cousins. Cam Newton's response to that might use words I can't use on the radio. He's only coming if he's QB1. That's my take. I, I think that there's, pro, there's a lot to that. Brian, you know the other thing is, and we talk about this in baseball all the time, when you add a team, you water out pitching, right? So you wonder why there's not enough pitching. It's because you got 25 more pitchers that need to play someplace else. I wonder if you're if you're pulling six quarterbacks, your your starters, your backups, and you know the the emergency guy, and you're spreading them across the league rather than having them uh, having fewer opportunities, so the better players are are on roster. I wonder how much that's going into it as well. I think that's a good point, Vency. I want to go more to present day and less in generalities, although that was fun. We could do a podcast on that topic probably for hours. But 
again, I opened the show by saying I should be on cloud nine. Tomorrow's New Year's Eve, Vikings Packers primetime. It's essentially an elimination game. We should all be on pins and needles and ready to burst with excitement. Instead, I've kind of got the Eeyore attitude of, oh, bother. I hope I hope the Vikings show up with all the injuries they've had and, and the way they've played recently. Can, can you prop me up a little bit? This should be exciting, shouldn't it? I got you, homie. That's what I do. I'm going right. to give you a little insight. Now, I got a little insight from Wisconsin, and I ain't going to tell you where it came from. But that team over there is in disarray. That, that Green Bay Packers team is in disarray, and they right for plucking. And I think if the uh, Vikings continue to play hard like they have always, especially defensively, and just stay in the game, uh, I, I know we'll, we'll beat the Packers. And they'll put us in a better spot. And, of course, we'll need some help from some other teams. But I think these Packers are, are right for getting. I just I think that's the organization and the team that's trying to find the identity and, and trying to deal with some internal issues as well. So I think they're right for picking. All right, I like that. So you mentioned disarray. Is part of that from the weirdest disciplinary action you may ever hear about, that Jair Alexander is suspended for this game for inviting himself out for the coin toss in his own hometown? That's, that's a new one. Yeah. I don't get it, guys, how these guys <laughs> just – it's a different world out there, yeah, you man. know, and it's, it's just how these guys approach the game. And But it all starts in the locker room, man. Guys, you have young coaches trying to deal with these young kids that's just different these days and social media and all that. It's hard to be a leader of men if you don't understand demographics and know how to motivate men. Because you look at some coaches and you be like, why are they having all these problems? And you look at a guy like Antonio Pierce, who was a, a linebacker position coach, can come in and fire the guys up and just motivate them to do their job. That's all. Just do your job. So it's, it's about being leader of men in the locker room, and it's not just these guys who run and jump up and down the field and be athletic. You have to have a core and a mentality that everybody abides to and understands and a respect and love for each other in the locker room. So I always say the teams that in the locker room that are together, they play together on the field, and they have good results. I like that. Dave, the coolest thing I read on social media about the Jair Alexander suspension is somebody said Aaron Rodgers last year is going, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Man, Venti, I have so many questions for you. Oh, we got two minutes to so speed I know, along. I know. Two-minute drill. You guys I are both to, good at it. I have to decide which one is more important. So we just talked about coaches, and San Diego is going to have an opening. The uh, Chargers. Yeah, oh, that's right. Sorry. The Los Angeles Chargers are always going to be San Diego to me. I know it, too. Um, they're talking about a coach and, and a coach that's currently under uh, some duress in colleges, Jim Harbaugh. Um what well, Vency doesn't exactly love, by the way. Right, but what would you... I mean, a college coach... Let's just take Harbaugh's name out of it for 10 seconds. A college coach coming into the pros. Uh, what does a college coach coming into the pros have to do to get the locker room, like we were talking about in the if past? If he ain't Nick Saban or Kirby Smart or a couple of the other ones out there, I don't think it's going to matter because you don't have know how to deal with these young men. Harbaugh is, Harbaugh is not like his brother. Harbaugh likes the attention. L.A. is not a place to come out and get attention because everybody's attention grabbers in L.A. You gotta, and you got to understand these kids know who Harbaugh is from playing against them in college and things like that. And it's just a respect level that you bring in when you come with you. College is not the pros. Everybody knows that. What you do in college and the control you have in college as a coach is not the control that you're going to have over grown men in right. the pros. You, you can't bench him and say the guy behind is a five-star and going to play. No, we're paying this guy $20 million a year. He got to play. 
is different. So your your leaders are different. Your your bosses are different. Uh, the things you do out in the public are going to be different. And when you got a coach that has an ego like that, that's not a good setting. And plus, he doesn't have the people in the locker room with the LA Chargers to help him build build that kind of uh, institution up there. You just you got to find locker room guys, man. That's all in. Such a great answer. Venzi, in the 30 seconds or less category, from one Harbaugh to the good one, you mentioned his brother, John Harbaugh, is having a great season. Baltimore flexed on San Francisco back on Monday night. Now it's Baltimore and the Dolphins. Could be an AFC title game preview. Is Baltimore the team to beat? Are you convinced? No, Baltimore is a team that's going to play hard, and you have to beat them every week. It's not the team to beat. They're going to play disciplined football. They're going to play. They have a great quarterback. They have a great system. They have a belief, a belief system in there. Because it's a blue collar town, so they go to work every day. They don't get caught up in the limelight in LA, Dallas, and other places like they said. So Baltimore is just a good, solid football team. They've been the same way they DNA for the last twenty years. They play hard. They play defense, and you got to beat us. You're not going to beat ourselves. Sounds like a safety. I know, Vince. You are the best. Our New Year's resolution will be to continue to involve you as much as we can. We appreciate you. We love you. Have a good, happy New Year. Thank you, Vince. All right, take care, guys. Be good. Absolutely. That is Vincey Glenn. That is the Northland Sports page. Thank you, Dave Hoops. Thank you, Sadie Keller. Thank you, Julia Mike Hendrickson. Thank you, Vincey Glenn. Thank you, Dave Cook. We're out of here. Brian. Happy New Year. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.